All right, Falcons fans. All right, Falcons fans. I'd like to say welcome back to Coaching Falcons, my Coaching Falcons podcast. Today's episode will be another track and field episode. And I have a few former track and field standouts that's joining me this afternoon that's going to um, add to uh, the podcast. So at this point in time, I'm going to call them out individually. I would like to welcome to the um, podcast, I'd like to welcome Eric Jackson. How you doing, Eric? How you doing, Coach? Doing Glad great. To be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Andre Jackson, how you doing, man? What's going on, Coach? Thanks for having me again, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Just chilling. Just chilling. Lee Shively, how you doing? Coach, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. This is uh, it's good to be talking to everybody again. Oh, good. Uh, Charles, CJ. Hey, Coach. Yeah, definitely glad to be here. Very happy to be all here. Right. I, I appreciate you being on. And then the last of our uh, former Falcons is uh, Andy Shive. How you doing, Andy? Hey, doing good. Glad to be here. Good to hear from everybody. Good, good. If you if you can speak directly into the microphone, if you can, or speak up a little bit, project your voice like you are a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to use this this uh, this time to uh, talk track and field again. And this is, you know, as as I do this, it's more like round robin. We're having a conversation. So uh, I'll have a few questions for you. If you have questions for me, if you have things that you want to discuss, you know, we can. Uh, if we can, um, if somebody's going to talk, let's go on mute if we could, and then we'll come back and so on uh, as much as we possibly can. That way we can keep some of the noise down. But first thing I'd like to do is say this, you know, uh, seeing that track and field uh, has very little thrills. It's a very low pro- profile sport and you don't get a lot of accolades because number one, you know, people don't come out for track and field in the early part of the season because usually it's cold as hell or it's raining or it's snowing or it's sleeting or something like that. Uh, the first few meets in track and field is always terrible. We may or may not get a few uh, warm meets towards the end. It's not like football or fall sports where it's warm and then you get a few cold uh, cold uh, games or whatnot. Track and field is just the opposite. You know, it's cold and then it may warm up. So with that in mind, uh, when and why – uh, did you guys decide that you want to participate in in track and field? Um, and I'll say I start with um, Lee. How about that, Lee? Sure, that makes sense. Uh, I'll go with the simple answer first. I wasn't good enough at any other sport, so track <laughs> made the most sense. Um, but really, for me, it um, started in probably sixth grade or so, where uh, oddly enough, I was at some sort of a I don't know, like a youth group event and we were playing like capture the flag and the youth organizer just commented to me offhand how fast he thought it was. Like, he was like, you should do track. And I was like, okay. And so uh, that next year, I think it was seventh grade. I, I uh, went out for the team and, um, and uh, really from seventh grade through high school ran track. Um, 
not that I was nearly as fast as the rest of you guys, but you know, it was, it was always something that, um, I knew I could, I could do, um, cause I can't shoot a basketball and, uh, you know, swinging baseball bats are not my thing. So, um, that's kind of, I guess how I got into it. Okay. Okay. You know, you, you said that, you know, you may not be as fast as the other guys, but you know, with track and field, you have to have numbers, especially in with sprinters, you have to have numbers and, you know, there's going to be somebody that may get hurt, somebody that may get sick or whatever. So having numbers out there uh, is what's important. And, and you contributed uh, quite a bit. And, and we'll get into some of the other details a little bit later. So, yeah, uh, Lee, appreciate that. Uh, CJ, how about you, man? Yeah, um, you know, it's it, it was kind of like hand in hand. You know, I, I didn't see it anything specifically different than like playing um other sports you know it, it, a bunch of our friends you know we all kind of got together and we played football and we did basketball and and you know like my brother and everyone else you know we grew up with like it, it just playing sports was just all we did so the next kind of sport up you know in the spring was was track and so we you know we we were runners and like to do all those things and we felt that we were you know athletic enough and fast enough so you know we tried our hand at at, at track so Going into, you know, sixth and seventh grade, I, I can actually remember in, in elementary school, you know, you used to have those like um, track and field days, track and field days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you would run, you know, you would run around the school and run around the track and stuff. And um, I felt I was pretty good and I felt, you know, competitive enough, you know, to do it, you know, from a sprint standpoint. I said, you know, I could do this. And so just kind of, you know, carried on from there. So it was never a situation where I was like, I really want to do track. It just kind of felt natural going into the next, you know, progression of things, you know, doing, like I said, doing football, doing, doing basketball and then in the spring, just, you know, track season. So that's kind of what it was and was able to do it, you know, in, in middle school and then carried on to high school. So that's kind of how I see it. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Andy, how about you, man? Yeah, pretty similar to Charles. I remember those, you know, track and field days. And, you know, ever since I was little, I just remember – winning all the sprint events um so it was just one of those things i you know thought i was fast you know my my dad did football and track so naturally those were the two sports you know as i got older i i wanted to do also um and then you know once middle school hit you know i was i was winning all the races in gym class and then it's one of those things well, let's let's try track and field the real deal and compete against other schools and see where it goes and you know, a lot of people that play football also ran track. So I had a lot of friends that, you know, did the same sport in the spring. So for me, it was, I wasn't doing another sport. So it was a lot of fun, you know, being with the same, same friends that I played football with. And, you know, like I said, I, I love to sprint, love to compete. So it's just, you know, something that was fun to do in the springtime. Yep. Yep. All of you guys are competitors. That's for dad going sure. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Andre. Yeah, um, I, I was a late bloomer. Um, it was eighth grade, probably basketball season. Coach Glasser was recruiting, and he just came up to me and was like, you want to throw? And I was like, sure, why not? Um, and then that's how it pretty much started for me in eighth grade was just Coach Glasser coming up to me and asking me if I wanted to throw just because, I mean, naturally I was a big dude. Um and was pretty strong, so it was it came easy, and it came to be a very big passion um, for me during the, during the eighth grade, and then grew into what it grew into for high school. Yeah, like what one thing to add to yours is that um, 
I told Coach Glasser because since, you know, the head coach, I always came to the middle school track meets and so on. And I I always knew that in order to win at track and field, you had to have great field events. Mm -hmm. And I told Coach Glasser when he was, you know, the eighth grade coach, I said, man, you got to find throwers. You got to find people that long jump. There's no pole vault. I said, high jumpers, that's your dad. That's your task. Okay, don't come over to the high school without me having me some people that can do that, uh, because that's the only way that you can survive uh, in Marion County, because if you have good field events, you do a whole hell of a lot better than the people that just rely upon one thing or the other. So, yeah, that's 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 why kind of Coach Glasser probably came to you, because Coach Jay was saying, go find me some throwers. And he and he talked, you know shot disc anyway so i uh, just kind of gave him a nudge all right eric how about you man well uh for me to be honest with you i needed to do something in the spring to make sure i was eligible for football in the fall so <laughs> that's that's good I, I wasn't like i mean I, I mean obviously i did it uh you know to you know to uh you know because everyone else is doing it for football but but i mean uh you know playing football but the truth of the matter is I wasn't self-disciplined enough to, to go to school and like stay eligible. So I was like, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna stay eligible, I gotta be uh, going towards a goal. So or so I gotta. So that's what helped me, you know, kind of get into track. Uh, it did help that it was co-ed meets that helped out tremendously. <laughs> uh, and so uh, and so yeah, it was a motivation for me to kind of just like, hey, I need I need to do something to stay eligible for for the fall. Uh, it's co-ed meets. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, it, it actually was very fun. You know, the practices weren't all that fun, but it, it was fun. So that's why. Yeah. And I think that's you make you, you brought up a, a, a good point. And I always try to do this with uh, my students at, at Perry. And I always said, you know, if you did football, baseball, basketball, whatever, you played three sports a year, you're going to graduate on time exactly. because because you're going to you're going to be eligible. Okay, it's the people that would do one sport that get through that sport and then they completely fall apart. They act like a damn fool. They forget all their grades and all that stuff. So if you if you did three sports, you always were eligible to to play, which means that you're going to get your grades, which means that you're going to graduate when you're supposed to graduate. So that's that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next thing, I, I'm going to go to another question here for you guys, and you you can all jump in any time that you have an opening or whatever. But uh, the next question I have is, uh, and this is I should really know this answer, but what was tougher, practices or meets, and which meets stand out as far as? The tougher meets or the ones that you look forward to? Um, I would say the 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 practices were our practices were pretty easy for tra- for for throwers. Only of course. Time, <laughs> 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 I mean for us for throwers we had we had a really easy practice. So um our main my main thing was probably the meets were harder. Um just because for me, I grew up with the same guys and different in the same school, especially when it came to freshman year. Um, I had Howie Kaiser and 
Kegler Stanford, and I had a lot of the bigger names, Wally, that from North Central, that basically threw like there was no other, there was nothing else out there. So yeah. meets were the most competition and the and the hardest, just because mentally you had to get yourself prepared and to be able to compete and watch these guys throw, and don't let them trick you out of your 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 what you what you need to do. So I mean, for me, I think the most uh, memorable track meet for me was regionals of I'll say I think junior senior year that I won, and that was a hard one just because I purposely because coach shot kept yelling at me to stay away until it was my time to throw right <laughs> he right. literally pushed me out i had he made me go listen to my music and pat corbett and dylan adams had to keep me away um and then keep me out uh, far away from everybody just to get my mind mentally prepared to go against these guys and right. i mean it ended up working out and coach shot i mean yelled at me through probably most of that time yeah and, you know, probably what happens in, in field events is that people tend to look at distances, you know, oh, my gosh, that guy threw 150, 58 or 162 or whatever. And then you mentally see that and go, you know, I've only thrown 161. So it, it puts them in a situation where they psychologically have to think that they have to press and when you press, you lose your technique. So Coach Shot did that so that you wouldn't lose your technique, therefore that you would have a good chance of uh, succeeding with that. So that's that's all good. Yeah, Coach Shot, he always used to tell me, he's like, you're going to win this one day. And he's like, he just kept throwing that and pushing that into my, into my head just because I, at the most part, I was killing myself by watching them and messing up with my technique, like you just said. But that time that I didn't, I, I went out there and killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who else? You know, coach, I would say, um, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, being a, a sprinter slash quarter miler, um, and, and, and mentioning coach shot, I think we had a, a great staff of coaches. And so I was fortunate enough to have, um, uh, the benefit of, of, of having coach Clore, um, yep. for my, my early career. And so, from that instance, I would say, you know, practice was a lot harder than the actual meets. Right. And, and he made <laughs> sure that that was going to be the case. Yeah. Um, but you would look forward to those things, you know, like it was it was a luxury to, to you know, to do a killer clear workout and things like that <laughs> as I look back. Right. And so <laughs> the cool thing about that is that, I mean, it at, at the time you, you, you're thinking, what the heck, you know, I can't do it. But, you know, you don't realize until you, you're the day of like how much is prepare you for the meet. And so, um I felt like it was so much easier doing those meets. Now, the the ones that probably I can look back and, and probably say the most memorable would be like, you know, those coming into my senior year, you know, conference, sectional and regionals, and then, of course, state, um, where, you know, we, we realized that, you know, we had the potential to kind of do a lot more than what we did, you know, the previous years. Um But it, it, but it, it, it comes back to, to, to being able to put the work in and, and being – so diligent and, and then just focus in on what could we be. And so, I mean, the workouts again, by far were the hardest compared to the meets, but there was a lot of competition when you got to those, those end of the season, when you're talking about conference, Marion County conference and, and yeah. sectional and regionals. And so, um, so even though they were just difficult as far as compared competing, you know, like you said, we were all competitive. So you, you want to go against the best. You want to kind of see where you were and just kind of being able to, 
to be up there and compete with the, the Ben Davises and the Warrens and the Lawrence Norris felt great for us, you know, because no one we you know we were the underdogs. No one looked at us and said, you know, they're gonna have a, a great showing. And, and and when we did, you know, it was great. So I, I would say that to me, especially like I said, our senior year um, was something that I can definitely um, to this day I was you know hold dear and and be the most memorable for me from a track and uh, track and field standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you get to the Marion County tournament, the track and field. Uh, uh, meet you're you're running the state meet uh, because ninety percent of those guys that are in that meet are going to probably win the state. <laughs> you know, somewhere down the line, a, a Ben Davis or a Warren Central or a Lawrence Central, you know, a North Central, there are there are competitors, and for us to go and compete and to finish in the top, to finish in the top ten in the Marion County meet. That's pretty daggone good out of 16 teams, you know. And then I think your junior, senior years, you guys finish either second, third, or fourth. I don't remember. I don't have the stats out there. But uh, those are those are uh, uh, great, great things that happen and so on. So just a little side note there, okay? All right? Yeah, Coach, I think no doubt, at least for me, that the practices were way tougher. Because um, the meets, some meets – you know, for sprinters, you may run 100, 200, 4 by one and that was it, maybe a 4 by 4 But the bigger meets, you know, Conference County, when you had to qualify, so you had an extra 100 <laughs> or an extra 200, those I remember being pretty gassed. And, um, yep. you know, the sectional, our senior year, I'll never forget, because um, Coach, I think it was Coach Thornton who, who first came up to me. And, you know, that guy, he's got every calculation figured out, every scenario figured out how to win the meet. He's like, well, we're gonna need you to run the open 400, and I think I didn't know till the day of, right? Um, maybe the day before, and I was I was focused on trying to win the 200 to qualify for state, and if I ran the open four, and of course our four by four team, which you know I love those guys, I want to make sure I'm at you know full speed there. I'm like, wow, this is a lot to do if it's two you know two 200s two 400s and uh i actually so i ran the open four it worked out well and i didn't qualify for the 200 because i was so gassed but um somebody from ben davis i believe scratched and that's how i was able to get back into the 200 for the regional right um, and actually performed better i think at the regional because i i chose not to run the open four so it's just interesting how how that whole thing played out but yeah when you get to the big meets and you're running double the amount versus the dual meets you know those were tough oh yeah man i i know because because i'm the one that puts you guys in those things and uh you know some coaches look at every point you know they try to strategically put people here and there you know i got if i do this i can get that point but whatever and they write down all this stuff as as a track coach i was never interested in that I, I didn't know, you know, the, the only thing that I knew is as far as we wanted to stay close, the, your senior year, we wanted to stay close to Ben Davis. We knew they were going to uh, be first or second and stuff, and I knew that we had to pick up points. Um, if they won first, we had to be second or third, or we had to be 
um, ahead of these guys. And someone like Michael Spears, you know, we told Michael Spears, all you have to do is beat that guy, come in, come in fourth place. And so that all kind of worked out. That all kind of worked out. That's for sure. So, yeah, that's that's where we are. Okay. I had the uh, benefit of not, I mentioned earlier, but not being as fast as you guys. So I was done by the first round of heats in those big meets. So I got to relax. <laughs> um, but I, I do, because, uh, uh, you know, being, I, I was, I think, a year older than all you guys. So I know you guys went on to some awesome things your senior year. But for me, what stands out the most um, was our, I don't even know where we finished uh, sectionals my senior year. But all I know was my my uh, my only hope to get beyond was the four by one, and I was in the third leg. And Andy, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I don't know that I've ever felt better about anything in terms of athletics than the handoff I gave you. It would have been your junior year on that third leg. Uh, I think it was at Ben Davis, where it just felt perfect. We we went on. We were able to get to regionals. Um, and I, I have some additional stories I can share about how you always left too early, but I'll, I'll share. <laughs> um, I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> sure. Well, you, because there's a specific story you may remember, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, but what that meant for me was um, I, it would have been, I guess, the following weekend or week, whatever it was, where regionals was up at North Central, which was literally the day before I graduated. And uh it was it was really neat for me because my 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 grandparents were able to come into town and see they lived out of town so they were never able to see us do any athletics but they were able to see me run the four by one at regionals and I don't even remember how we ended up at that meet but for me the probably the biggest memory uh, of all that was the ability and you guys you know Eric I know you were on the team I can't remember who else but uh, that four by one team that enabled me to be able to run that. Uh, like I said, in front of my grandparents, that's probably what stands out to me the most. Um, I, I've got an additional one or two I'll share in a minute, but uh, I won't get too far ahead of the, the, the cart before the horse at the moment. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I think uh, I remember, uh, I mean, I, obviously the practices were a lot harder. Uh, and, and, and what I also remember, like the all four years, the very first practice was a 20 minute run upstairs on the balcony. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that'll be the only time. That's the thing. Like you can't go to the weight room because they went in upstairs in front of the weight room. And so you try to figure out a way to get out of that 20 minute run. He's like, Oh my gosh, we got to do the 20 minute run. <laughs> and he keeping pace and he keeping track too. Like you got to be around and like, you know, you got two minutes to get around. Uh, and so I remember that, I remember just going to those practices and then, how innovative it was to where we had to have practice inside uh, and running in the hallway uh, just to, you know, just to make sure that we get, you know, our conditioning up. Uh, and so um, I didn't have the pleasure and thank God, cause I didn't want the pleasure of having a coach core workout. Uh, but having, but having uh, being prepared, that's the thing. Like I didn't, I didn't do that many sprints. Like I, I was a jumper. So uh, for me, you know, running, 2000 meters in a practice, uh, you know, just kind of kept me in shape for, you know, for football reasons and, and, and being able to, uh, you know, in case someone got hurt or scratched or whatever, uh, to step in and things of that nature. So I would say practice was, and it was fun too. We, I mean, it was fun, you know, even our warmups were fun. 
man, doing the build-ups. Anybody remember doing the build-ups? You had to do the build-ups. We were supposed to do 150 build-ups, but we kept cheating up. You know, uh, so it became like 145 build-ups, then 130 build-ups. And then eventually coach was like, y'all supposed to be doing 150 build-ups, so start all over. And so <laughs> I remember, I was like, dang. But it was, I mean, the warm, I mean, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the conversations we had. Then when coach came out, we couldn't talk anymore. And so it was time to, time to go to work. That's a norm. You know, you, you talk all you want to talk, and then when the coach comes out, you just kind of uh, put that yeah. on put that on the side yeah. until a later time, you know. So, right. But, yeah. Because I remember doing some really stupid stuff. <laughs> I remember Coach Jay was very intimidating. So I'm like, how did we get that stuff done? It must have been while you guys were still in the coach's office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a, a few times those those two laps at 800 that you're supposed to supposed yeah. to do, you cut those short, <laughs> yeah, and you got <laughs> and you got caught. We're <laughs> right, doing them leg swings or nothing. You're like, let's go. We yeah. ready? Yeah, let's yeah. Go. But you know, the, the the one thing that a lot of people don't realize, and you guys, you're young, you're teenagers or whatever, everything is go go go. You got to go right now, coach. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. And so, you know, through my years of coaching, I figured out and through through going through clinics and just learning my on my own trial and error error and injuries is that, you know, you got to keep the time schedules the way they are, you know, do what I ask. You know, if I say that we're going to run a 400 and I want you to run them at, you know, 20 seconds per hundred, then try to do that. And you guys were always wanting to get out of practice. Well, that's all good. But what ends up happening is the fact that you're overtraining. And then if you overtrain, eventually that's going to catch up with you, you know, somewhere down the line, you know, it may be two weeks or three weeks down the line. And so I had to always kind of pressure you guys or tell you that, Hey, I'm patient, you know, you stay over there at the 200 and I'm going to let you go when I'm going to let you go. If you wanted to get it done, then you end up getting hurt. And then, you know, there are times that we didn't have enough people to, to, um, to replace somebody. So I had to do my best to keep you guys healthy. And some of that was, you know, some of it was just, okay. I knew you were walking up. Like when we did 250s and Coach Thornton was doing 250s, we knew you were walking up. But that walking up was, you know, we're buying time to make sure that you don't that you don't push it and strain something because we we couldn't afford to uh, get anybody hurt. But, uh, yeah, I would say practices. I mean, for me, running track practices were the worst also. You know, so and you don't know what you've done until you've done it. You know, um, you you guys thought the coach Clore's workouts, Killer Clore's workout was bad. There was one day that um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but we had to get you mentally focused. Coach Thornton and I said, we're going to make these 400 guys, 100, 200 guys we're going to push them as far as they can go. And then we're going to push them a little bit more because three weeks from now we're going to sectionals and we have to be in the top three. And so on that day, you guys did nine 500s. 
You don't remember this probably. You did nine five hundreds, all timed. Okay, and then you finally got to the last five hundred, and you we told you you're doing nine five hundreds and it's all time. And then when you guys got to the last five hundred, Coach Thornton, I said, oh, we forgot. You got another 800 to do, and you got two minutes to do the 800. No, it's four minutes to do the 800s, and you guys wanted to kill us. <laughs> you wanted to kill us. <laughs> and we actually had something else. We actually had something else I remember after that. that. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's, yeah. And it, the, the thing about track is, like, it's so interesting because, like, you're literally practicing day in, day out. And forgive me, that's my son. Um, and his best friend. But you're, you're literally practicing day in and day out, week in and week out, for literally 30 seconds to like a minute and a half, two minutes, you know, whatever the, the event is. And that's the, the, the thing that you have to kind of refocus in. And I know you spoke about this on a, a previous um, podcast. That like, you know, you're trying to work and do all this stuff and you're trying to put in this time and effort, but it's literally for... 20 seconds right on a on a friday or whatever the the day is so yeah that's it that's the hard part okay i'm a i'm a a question for you go ahead so were you mad at us the days in practice when you made us do those damn duck walk things (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's let's talk about that because you made us do that duck walk thing yeah you guys were brutal uh the duck walks was punishment the duck walk was punishing. You guys so up. I remember. You guys screwed up. I don't know what I don't know what happened. But no, I do. I do. Up. So that's so funny. So um, we and I don't know who I was. I mean, me. I think Andre. I think Frank. Maybe Eric. There was a handful of us. They had redid like the sidewalk, and no, we mean. ended up hitting that like our initials. Mean. Nope, okay, but well, we ended up putting our initials into the sidewalk because it was still wet. And we said, hey, let's do something stupid and crazy, right? 16, 17-year-olds. And so we ended up writing our initials. Mark Ellis um, was our part name. of that too, wasn't he? And stupid us, right? Because clearly our initials, yeah, I think he was. <laughs> clearly our initials are going like, to tell, you know, tell who we were. And so, um, but we were like, oh, this would be a cool idea. And then, yeah, come to find out, yeah, we got caught because our initials are in there and people knew who we were yeah. and when we did it. And I remember doing that and it was like, yeah, probably not a good idea. And I remember just doing this duck walk, um, as punishment, like the worst, worst ever type of punishment, um, upstairs in the gym, gymnasium. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we never do that anything. And like, well, it, it worked cause I never thought and told anyone else don't ever push or do anything like that ever again because that's <laughs> that's the worst type of feeling you want to have you want to have i think the other tough thing that i i came up with was to take a 45 pound plate and have you push it back and forth across the upstairs oh gosh yeah um yeah those are those are those are good, good thoughts, good memories, man. I, and and everybody's going to say the practices are always tougher because, as you mentioned, Andy or Charles, uh, the fact that you practice all this time and then you only compete for just a short period of time. And that's what makes track and field so tough. You know, wrestling, I say uh, swimming is the number, the toughest practice sport, wrestling number two, and then track and field number three. Uh, because you prepare for all that time period and you have to get people there. 
Um, the other thing that I had to try to do was to try to toughen us up. You know, same way with football, we had to come up with ways of making us tough. And sometimes it was just to make us look tough. I, <laughs> we There are a few times that I told people, I said, when you go up to the start finish line, you know, don't go up there like you're happy. Go up there like you that somebody looks at you that you're really hard. You know, don't comb your hair. You know, go up there ashes, your lips all crusty. You know, <laughs> your, your shirt hanging all out. Look like you're mean. You may not be mean, but maybe you can intimidate somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so a couple times it Good worked. strategy. Like, man, this this guy's looking all rough and hard. Uh, it's it's those are small things. Well, um, of the, you know, explain Biko because Biko <laughs> really ask you. <laughs> Go ahead, Lee. <laughs> I forgot about Biko. Um, <laughs> you know the the perception is reality. I remember. Um, if you guys remember uh, Harry Sugianto, he oh, was yeah. um, a couple yeah. years ago. Oh, but yeah. I always remember we would before every meet we would um, do our stretches as a team. And then we would, you know, come together all, you know, 50, whatever, 60 of us. And we would put Harry in the middle and he would, we don't love hose. And when he said hose, we would all yell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I, I think it was, man. Yeah. It was hilarious, but also it was <laughs> us all fired up because we were thinking of whoever we were running against, you know, <laughs> That's a good example of somebody that stayed out for track. Harry had Harry had hardly no ability. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but his heart his heart was as big as New York City. Yes. And I forget there was one one meat that he was running a, maybe a 3,200 or a mile or something. And he was giving it everything he got. And he was delirious. He was staggering. And I had to go pull Harry off the track. And he felt so uh, dejected that I pulled him off the track because I thought he was going to die. Okay. Right. I mean, you know, you know, when, when, when people dehydrate and stuff like that, you do lose your mind. Take it. I can tell you that personally. You don't remember <laughs> anything, okay? And Harry was in that that point of delirium that he didn't know where in the hell he was. And I pulled him off the track, and he was so apologetic that um, he didn't he he just felt that he had done the wrong thing. And I was thinking, man, I'm trying to save <laughs> this kid's life, right? Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that was one of those Gosh. things. Here, here's here's something that that I had to do, and Eric, this is this pertains to you. Remember the springboard that I, the gymnastic springboard? Yeah. Well, I had to hide that damn thing from you. I threw it away. Did you? Yeah. Because wow. uh, the year before we had a renovation, you know, I I gave you the springboard to work on just your technique, just landing. Right. But you started using it all the time, and what ended up happening is that whenever you use it, your jump sucked. 
You know, it's my like, form was good though. <laughs> my form, yeah, but, I was, my, but you didn't score any damn points. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like getting on a trampoline, and you get on a trampoline, you can jump twenty five feet in there, and you get off the trampoline, you can't jump a half an inch. Yeah, right. And so what I did with that that trampoline, we were just going through renovation. And you had used it the year before, and I tried to get it from you, try to keep you from using it. And whenever I was doing something else, you would always bring it out. So we got towards the end of the season, and they had a great big dumpster out there where the football field was. And I took and put that thing in the dumpster, and it never came back. Yeah. And the next year, senior year, you go, hey, where's the uh, where's the springboard? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I don't know where that springboard went. <laughs> And the, that and next year, the yeah, that next year, all your jumps were a hell of a lot better because I simply took that damn thing away from you. Hey, folks, thank you for tuning in to Coaching Falcons. That's the end of part one of Track Guys. Please stay tuned for part two of Track Guys coming next week. <laughs>